I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to another discovery call. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we're talking about discovery calls. Is anybody a little bit surprised other than me that has taken this long to have a podcast episode about discovery calls, given the name? Well, I cannot think of a better person to kickstart this conversation than my client, Karen Laus. Karen Laus is a communication expert. I get the joy of working with her content as her marketing manager and just glean as much as I can from her expertise. You may feel like you're hanging out with two friends who just stumbled onto a podcast and, you know, talked about discovery calls, but you're going to have a ton of fun and I cannot wait for you to meet Karen Laus. So without further ado, here is Karen. Welcome, Karen. Can you introduce yourself to my audience and just tell them like, what do you do and who you are? Yes, sure. Well, I always like to start by saying I'm a follower of dreams at heart because I left my hometown of Minnesota to move to San Francisco and basically packed up a bunch of stuff in the trunk of my car and got to San Francisco and I never left. And I've been here for 27 years now. So that's a little bit about me personally, but I would say that my heart is for women over 40, in particular in the corporate world, to help them overcome self-doubt and speak up and do it with confidence. And I'm specifically focusing on speaking engagements. And my dream is to be, well, my, my mission, and I believe my calling is to reach 10 million women in the next 10 years. And my dream around that is to be the featured speaker at Chase Stadium in San Francisco. Anything better than a a bunch of women together feeling empowered to speak up and have the tools to know how to do it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's going to happen. I'm going to be in there. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I believe it too. I keep saying it and it's better happen. I feel I started thinking the other day, maybe a bunch of my friends will get together and donate money. It would be fantastic. And this is a unique uh, interview for me because I'm actually interviewing one of my clients. And before you even got on here, I reflected back on the fact that I had you on uh, a list of my Trello board of like ideal guest. And apparently I wasn't even thinking big enough to think ideal clients. So that's something they always tell you, like make a list of your ideal client. But I just thought about ideal guest and then you became a client. So it was just <laughs> fantastic. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you. So okay. it's it's just a blessing to have you here. Thank you. Well, I feel honored that I was on your Trello board and that this can happen. And, and isn't it how, how fun that the dream or not dream, that sounds a little dramatic maybe, but you having me on your Trello board happened after the unexpected of becoming a client. So I know now I manage your Trello boards. It's fantastic (laughs) how that worked out. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you do because I do not want to look at that thing. It's so true. It's always like a monumental moment when you're like, I, I'm in your trello board. I'm looking at stuff, Danny. I should get a gold star. So it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the biggest reasons, like my my podcast is literally called Discovery Calls. And oftentimes when business owners go into business, 
they they're really good at what they do, but they don't necessarily have a marketing background or a sales background. And all of a sudden they're thrusted into this world of discovery calls. They have to learn how to sell themselves on a call to someone who's interested, but they don't really know each other. And I really feel like you have such a powerful perspective and can give my audience such help with this. So first of all, what would be an example of something not to do on a discovery call? Yes. Well, the first thing is to talk all about yourself. (laughs) And that we, you know, we laugh at that. And yet I'm amazed at how often people do this. And what I see a lot is people, and I get it, people are trying to prove themselves So we go straight to information. And I would say, you know, one of the things that you uh, you mentioned in the prep work for me to be on here today is to think about one of the biggest myths. And I'd say that one of the biggest myths with discovery calls is that we think we have to sell. And if we simply start with connecting, that selling will happen naturally. And when we are not attached to the outcome, I I personally believe that that is one of the best gifts that you could give yourself because you're not going to come across as desperate or needy. And I see that a lot when I've been there before too, when I really wanted a client and, you know, you can, you can, people can smell that. It's fascinating. I think just energetically, even on a call, whether it's a Zoom call or just a regular phone call, People can can feel that. And I think that way of being about you in that moment, that it doesn't serve you or the person on the other phone or on the on the other end. Exactly. You kind of had to flip this idea of I'm not here to sell myself because I think we come to this idea. I have to list all the accolades. I have to you know really prove myself in this call. I have like 30 minutes. <laughs> and in reality, you just kind of fill in all that air was just too much talking and too much talk about yourself. So if you're not going to talk about yourself, what what do we talk about then? (laughs) Well, let's, let's start. You want to do a role play? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's do one. Okay. So let's imagine that I'm trying to sell you some, well, just, I can imagine I, I would never sell like this. So this is so fascinating. It's actually kind of fun. If I were imagining that I'm trying to sell you and this is what not to do. Hey, Danny, I'm so excited to talk with you today. And I want to tell you all about my services because you're going to love them so much. And everything that I have to offer, you're going to love because it's exactly what you need. So I'm going to start by talking about the three things that most people really love about the services that I provide. And then we're going to go on from there. Okay. So the first one is, okay, let's just stop. First of all, what was wrong with that? (laughs) Let's break that down. There was a lot of assumptions on what I was actually looking for. That's the first thing that struck me. Yeah. And how did it feel? It, It Yeah. It definitely felt like if we work together, what confidence do I have that you're actually gonna listen to me? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I truly, sincerely believe that people don't just wake up saying, wow, I really hope that I can do a bad sales call today or discovery call, or I'm going to go and just pitch myself. But I do think that it comes from a place of the trying to prove our credibility. And it's also fascinating to me that to your point, 
if we just stopped and listened more and listened longer, that will cover so many issues. Because if you get the other person to talk, that's what you can take more information from. And so just to answer your question, which I know you know the answer to this already, like if we're if we're talking all about our, our about ourselves and what do we do? Well, we ask questions mm-hmm. and we check for clarification. But I will say that I personally love to start any call with somebody of how can I be of service today? Or what would you like to get from this call? Or what what are you hoping? Like how what was another one that I say? How can I be most helpful? Mm-hmm. So just immediately starting with a question can make big difference. Right. I think it would really set you apart from so many other calls, right? Yeah. And that point alone that you mentioned of like, how can I be a service today? And all of that, that has been an epiphany for me because I'm thinking what a powerful way to start a call, right? You're giving the opportunity to express their needs and what they're looking for. And you can adjust and pivot accordingly, or even just know maybe I'm not the right fit, but maybe I could find someone who is right. Like that is just a powerful question. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's, and one thing that I would say too, if I'm addressing people in the room that are going, yeah, but if I'm just constantly asking questions, then when do I get to talk? So that's another thing that, because you don't want it to just look like all you're doing is asking questions. You have to know when to address that and focus on which way to go. And for some of your audience, I know some people listening might not feel totally confident of doing that. Well, what do I say? And that's why I always recommend that when you're prepping in advance, think about what you do really know, like what is your expertise and be the guide for the person. And the challenger sale concept was made so popular because it was so different when that whole concept and book came out, because it's that idea of, we have to educate our clients. And in fact, I was in the call with the client today that's got some really major issues on their team. And the initial plan was we were going to, I was going to interview all the different people and then we were going to do an offsite. And now I'm thinking an offsite is actually going to make things worse. The point that I want to make there is that I had to stand my ground and say, based on my experience and the interviews that I've done, I have to say an offsite is not your answer. And my recommendation is something different because until these other issues get addressed, an offsite is not going to be the right decision. So it's this ability to have confidence around what the person is saying or even not saying to intuit essentially of, okay, what would I recommend here? Especially if they're not really sure, because they may say a few things and you've got to grab whatever they've said and say, here's what I would recommend, or here are two packages that I would recommend. How does that sound to you? Mm-hmm. Or how does that land with you? That's one of my favorite phrases. That sentence of this is what I recommend that automatically establish yourself as a, you know, a, you know what you're talking about there. So that is yeah. awesome. The other thing I wanted to add too, is that I feel like this phone call today was such a good example for what we're talking about, because I was sure that I did not want to do an offsite, that that was also going to ruin my credibility probably with this team of just going through the motions. But the the other thing that we want to think about is something I completely just forgot. 
it was really good. And I completely forgot what that was. Oh my God. <laughs> so we'll have to either come back to that or say <laughs> that's going to be in the show notes. <laughs> I love it. Well, Lisa, you, you, you know, I'm a podcast editor, so we're, we're good. Oh my goodness. I'm glad that it doesn't just happen to me. So this is just very comforting. <laughs> the key is to sound confident in whatever you do. Even if, even you if you're lost, you confidently be lost. <laughs> exactly. So if, if you're, I mean, I could, I think that you don't need to edit that out, but if, if we were going to start over, I would, I would, I, I think where I was going with that was <laughs> making the recommendation with confidence, but also coming from a place of, I don't know exactly what to do next, but I'm going to take a couple days to think about it. Now that might not be in a discovery call situation, but sometimes it could be where you have a potential client where you really want to work with them, but you're not, it's so not a typical situation that you do or you serve or you go, let me think about that. I'd really love to work with you and I'm confident I can help you, but I want to think about the best package for you. So can I get back to you tomorrow with an idea after I've had some time to process? I think people really appreciate that. Yeah. People have anxiety going to discovery calls of what if they ask me something that I don't have an answer to. And so you literally just gave us a way to still hold that credibility, but give that space to really take that question to heart and put something together. Well, I think it's important to remember that, like you just said, just reiterating that we don't have to have the answers in that moment. And I also think people respect us more and even feel more, you know, more special, if that's even the right way to say it, just they, they feel special or more attuned to more cared for when we say, you know, hold on, this is actually what I'm thinking and, or I'm not sure what is the best thing, but there is, you know, I mean, we could talk so much. I feel like this could go so long, but it's also the confidence in the way that we say things. So that's yeah. also really important, right? To not be hesitant and unsure. Mm -hmm. And I was actually going to go that direction. So that was really well done. I was thinking, Oftentimes we come off a certain way, right? We want to come off confident, but there might be certain things that we're doing that's just not translating well. So what are some things that we could do to prepare for a discovery call that we can come off confident? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I just hung up with a client. This is a good reminder. She has to have a difficult conversation and she hadn't considered, she had a thought again, assumption, kind of like where we started earlier about how it would go. And I said, what other responses might she have? And suddenly she kind of went, oh, like it opened up her mind to, oh, she might have other responses. So what I would recommend as a tip is to anticipate three to five different responses as an exercise, and then either determine on your own how you would answer those or bounce the ideas off of a friend or of a coach to be as prepared as possible, because if you're already a little bit nervous or anxious, you want to make sure that you have anticipated a number of scenarios, maybe not all possible scenarios, but even if you come up with, Hey, here's three different ways this person could respond. And then the other thing you can do, which is incredibly helpful is to do an actual role play with someone of, okay, let's, let's walk through this. 
and then see how you do, because I love role plays, especially because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. So once you've practiced it with somebody, then you're in that real situation. Your brain says, oh, we've been here before. And you automatically have more confidence. Yeah, that is excellent. I am a chronic talk to myself person, (laughs) which is which is like, can I, yeah, I'm confessing I'm a little, a little crazy to everyone. But what's funny is, is that I role play conversations very naturally in my head to the point where I'll explore all these different angles. And I joked with my husband before, I was like, some conversations we have, it's not the first time I had them. <laughs> He's like, that's not fair. I'm like, I know that's why I'm so fast sometimes. Like, oh, I've, I've had this conversation before. And it's just, it's funny. And, you know, Use it carefully. You don't have to be, you know, it can go a little weird. But at the same time, like preparing for an interview of just, hey, like, yeah, let's look at different angles. How about showing up on camera? Okay, so a lot of people are doing Zoom, right? So like any tips about how to carry yourself? Yes, absolutely. Well, in general, I cannot not talk about voice. So I know that isn't the visual, but we have to remember to come across with projection and strength in our voice so that it feels like this person is taking us somewhere. And if you think about when you're the recipient of any situation, if a person sounds, uh, you know, um, hesitant and uh, I'm unsure, I mean, you're going to go, well, I don't have confidence in this person. So I've got to talk about voice even just a little bit to make sure that you project and that you pause and you end your sentences with a period, not a comma or the, that thing we call upspeak. So that that will be a game changer right there. And a way to find out if you do any of that is to record yourself and listen back. And obviously mm-hmm. that is a really key thing to do. So from a visual perspective though, the very basic thing is that you wanna make sure that you are centrally framed in, or centrally framed in the frame. I don't know that you can use two, the same words in the same sentence, but ultimately, Make sure that you don't have a bunch of, you know, what they call white space above your head or that you're evenly in the frame and that you're close enough that people can see you and be careful about using gestures that are in the camera. But then what happens is, and for those of you that are watching watching this, I'm putting my hands in front of the webcam. And yet the thing that I also see is sometimes people tone down their gestures so much that they don't even use them anymore. And that's also a problem because then our energy doesn't come through the way it would when we're naturally speaking. And a big part of this is also being your conversational self and showing your energy. The last thing I will say on this is probably the most important. And that is to look just about an inch below the webcam. Because if we're looking where we're tempted to, which is usually at ourselves or the guest or whoever else is on there, they're usually not in the place that we should be looking. Because, of course, it's not about our experience. It's about how the person on the other side of that computer experiences you feel like you're actually looking at them. Yeah. Yes. I've ever since I heard that, I notice it everywhere. Like I even watch, like sh- watch people like share the recordings of their podcast and they're like, so not looking <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Oh man, I see it everywhere now. And like, I think before I was like, oh yeah, you know, you're just on Zoom and you want to see everyone's faces. But now I'm like, no, you you know you're on Zoom. You know you are here. You can even drag your little face beneath the camera if you want and make it yes. small and just stare at yourself if you really need to. <laughs> well, it's it's funny, all the little hacks too, because the other thing I've started doing just in the last year, when there is more than two people, so there's a, you know, you have a bigger gallery view. I will physically click and drag the screen to where the person is. So if there's like five in a row at the top, I will move that for the person who's talking toward that so that I can do what I need to do, but also look at them. So yes, I do the that same gives thing. me a better experience too. Yeah. You do the same thing. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. That is awesome. Well, at the end of every interview, I always ask this question and my question is, what is inspiring you right now? Yes. Well, I'm inspired by a trip that I'm going to take next year. And it's not a vacation, <laughs> but it's going to feel like it because I am going to the first time to do a very a fun speaking engagement in Minnesota. So I'm looking forward to that. And why does that matter? People might be going Minnesota. Like, what are you, why are you inspired for that? But I am originally from Minnesota and to be able to work in my hometown, doing what I love most is very exciting to me. So that's, that's what I will say. That is so exciting. Yes. To be able to go in your hometown and just be all who you are and do what you are so great at. So that is great. So everyone in Minnesota, take note, find out when this is happening. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It might not be the Chase Center, but we're getting there one right. step at a time. Yes. <laughs> I feel so lame that I don't have something fun outside of work. Isn't that that's sad? I'm sitting there going, what am I inspired about? I'm usually inspired about food, particularly sweets. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like, yes, I cannot have too many sweets in the house because I will consume them. <laughs> it's it's a thing. So that is awesome. Well, I know where people can find you online, but where can people find you online, Karen? Yes, absolutely. I am at KarenLaus.com. That's probably the best place to go. And my last name is spelled L-A-O-S. And I have a podcast called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. And I always forget to say, I have a book and it's called Trust Your Own Voice, Growing Your Influence Through Confident Communication. And all of that you can find on my website and my social links are all there as well. Yes. And I can attest the book is amazing. I got my first behind uh -huh. the scenes view of a book launch and- um, I also do your, your marketing. So I, I read your book a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I go through there. I'm like, all right, what goodness can I write about this month? So it's, it's fantastic. I think everyone should have it. So thank you. Thanks, awesome. Danny. That's so nice of you to say. I'm, I'm glad it, and I'm glad it's helped as well. So that's great. That's the well, point. <laughs> yes, that is the point. Well, thank you so much, Karen. It was awesome having you on. A couple ways you can get into Karen's world would be first to download her freebie. It is called Nine Words to Avoid and What to Say Instead. It is a fantastic resource. 
So download that. You can also follow Karen Laos on her Instagram. She is hosting a Instagram live every Tuesday evening. It is called the Confidence Corner. So it is a fantastic little 15-minute dosage of reminders and ways in which you can enhance your communication and grow your confidence along the way. And I just have to put this plug in as well. Karen Laos is a fantastic keynote speaker. So if you or somebody you know is looking for a speaker at any of their events, I highly encourage you all to hop on a discovery call. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you learned something new and maybe have a new tactic you can take into your next discovery call. So I'll see you next time on another discovery call. Let's see how many times I can say the word discovery call on this podcast. (laughs) All right, I'll see you later.